0: Today on Commuter Bible, we begin the book of Job, a unique and illustrative meditation on the relationship between righteousness and the cause of suffering. It's Job chapters 1 through 5 and Isaiah chapter 26. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. The book of Job is thought to be one of the earliest writings of Scripture. Set in the period of the patriarchs, perhaps even before the time of Abraham, this book gives us the account of a rich man who loses it all. Here in the first few chapters we are given a rare glimpse into the spiritual realm, describing scenes before the throne of God Almighty who reigns so supremely that even his enemies must be granted permission before they can act. Satan despises Job and his devotion to God Almighty and does everything in his power to tempt Job into cursing God. While Job's suffering was not brought about by sin, his friends try to convince him otherwise. Job, chapters 1 through 5. There was a man in the country of Uz named Job. He was a man of complete integrity who feared God, and turned away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. His estate included 7,000 sheep and goats, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large number of servants. Job was the greatest man among all the people of the East. His sons used to take turns having banquets at their homes they would send an invitation to their three sisters to eat and drink with them. Whenever a round of banqueting was over, Job would send for his children and purify them, rising early in the morning to offer burnt offerings for all of them. For Job thought, Perhaps my children have sinned, having cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice. One day the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord asked Satan, Where have you come from? From roaming through the earth, Satan answered him, and walking around on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? No one else on earth is like him. A man of perfect integrity, who fears God and turns away from evil. Satan answered the Lord, Does Job fear God for nothing? Haven't you placed a hedge around him, his household, and everything he owns? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he owns, and he will surely curse you to your face. Very well, the Lord told Satan. Everything he owns is in your power. However, do not lay a hand on Job himself. So Satan left the Lord's presence One day when Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and reported. While the oxen were plowing and the donkeys grazing nearby, the Sabians swooped down and took them away. They struck down the servants with the sword and I alone have escaped to tell you. He was still speaking when another messenger came "'and reported, "'God's fire fell from heaven. "'It burned the sheep and the servants and devoured them, "'and I alone have escaped to tell you.' "'That messenger was still speaking "'when yet another came and reported. "'The Chaldeans formed three bands, "'made a raid on the camels and took them away. "'They struck down the servants with the sword,' and I alone have escaped to tell you. He was still speaking when another messenger came and reported. Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. Suddenly, a powerful wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on the young people So that they died, and I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job stood up, tore his robe, and shaved his head. He fell to the ground and worshipped, saying, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will leave this life. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Throughout all this, Job did not sin or blame God for anything. One day, the sons of God came again to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came with them to present himself before the Lord. The Lord asked Satan, Where have you come from? From roaming through the earth, Satan answered him, and walking around on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? No one else on earth is like him, a man of Perfect integrity, who fears God and turns away from evil. He still retains his integrity even though you enticed me against him to destroy him for no good reason. Skin for skin, Satan answered the Lord. A man will give up everything he owns in exchange for his life. But stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones and he will surely curse you to your face. Very well, the Lord told Satan. He is in your power. Only spare his life. So Satan left the Lord's presence and infected Job with terrible boils from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery to scrape himself while he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die! You speak as a foolish woman speaks, he told her. Should we accept only good from God and not adversity? Throughout all this, Job did not sin in what he said. Now, when Job's three friends, Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite, heard about all this adversity that had happened to him, each of them came from his home. They met together to go and sympathize with him and comfort him. When they looked from a distance, they could barely recognize him. They wept aloud, and each man tore his robe and threw dust into the air and on his head. Then they sat on the ground with him seven days and nights. But no one spoke a word to him, because they saw that his suffering was very intense. this, Job began to speak and cursed the day he was born. He said, May the day I was born perish, and the night that said, A boy is conceived. If only that day had turned to darkness. May God above not care about it, or light shine on it. May darkness and gloom reclaim it, and a cloud settle over it. May what darkens the day terrify it. If only darkness had taken that night away. May it not appear among the days of the year, or be listed in the calendar. Yes, may that night be barren. May no joyful shout be heard in it. Let those who curse days condemn it, those who are ready to rouse Leviathan. May its morning stars grow dark. May it wait for daylight but have none. May it not see the breaking of dawn. For that night did not shut the doors of my mother's womb and hide sorrow from my eyes. Why was I not stillborn? Why didn't I die as I came from the womb? Why did the knees receive me, and why were there breasts for me to nurse? Now I would certainly be lying down in peace. I would be asleep. Then I would be at rest with the kings and counselors of the earth who rebuilt ruined cities for themselves, or with princes who had gold, who filled their houses with silver, or... Why was I not hidden, like a miscarried child, like infants who never see daylight? There the wicked cease to make trouble, and there the weary find rest. The captives are completely at rest. They do not hear a taskmaster's voice. Both small and great are there, and the slave is set free from his master. Why is light given to one burdened with grief and life to those whose existence is bitter, who wait for death but it does not come and search for it more than for hidden treasure, who are filled with much joy and are glad when they reach the grave. Why is life given to a man whose path is hidden, whom God has hedged in, I sigh when food is put before me, and my groans pour out like water. For the thing I feared has overtaken me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I cannot relax or be calm. I have no rest, for turmoil has come. Then Eliphaz the Temanite replied, Should anyone try to speak with you when you are exhausted? Yet, who can keep from speaking? Indeed, you have instructed many and have strengthened weak hands. Your words have steadied the one who was stumbling and braced the knees that were buckling. But now that this has happened to you, you have become exhausted. It strikes you and you are dismayed. Isn't your piety your confidence, and the integrity of your life your hope? Consider, who has perished when he was innocent? Where have the honest been destroyed? In my experience, those who plow injustice and those who sow trouble reap the same. They perish at a single blast from God and come to an end by the breath of his nostrils. The lion may roar and the fierce lion growl, but the teeth of young lions are broken. The strong lion dies if it catches no prey, and the cubs of the lioness are scattered. A word was brought to me in secret. My ears caught a whisper of it. Among unsettling thoughts from visions in the night, when deep sleep comes over men, Fear and trembling came over me and made all my bones shake. I felt a draft on my face, and the hair on my body stood up. A figure stood there, but I could not recognize its appearance. A form loomed before my eyes. I heard a whispering voice. Can a mortal be righteous before God? Can a man be more pure than his maker? If God puts no trust in his servants and he charges his angels with foolishness, how much more those who dwell in clay houses whose foundation is in the dust who are crushed like a moth? They are smashed to pieces from dawn to dusk They perish forever while no one notices. Are their tent cords not pulled up? They die without wisdom. Call out. Will anyone answer you? Which of the holy ones will you turn to? For anger kills a fool, and jealousy slays the gullible. I have seen a fool taking root but I immediately pronounced a curse on his home. His children are far from safety. They are crushed at the city gate with no one to rescue them. The hungry consume his harvest, even taking it out of the thorns. The thirsty pant for his children's wealth, for distress does not grow out of the soil and trouble does not sprout from the ground. But humans are born for trouble, as surely as sparks fly upward. However, if I were you, I would appeal to God and would present my case to Him. He does great and unsearchable things, wonders without number. He gives rain to the earth and sends water to the fields. He sets the lowly on high, and mourners are lifted to safety. He frustrates the schemes of the crafty so that they achieve no success. He traps the wise in their craftiness so that the plans of the deceptive are quickly brought to an end. They encounter darkness by day and they grope at noon as if it were night. He saves the needy from their sharp words and from the clutches of the powerful So the poor have hope, and injustice shuts its mouth. See how happy is the person whom God corrects. So do not reject the discipline of the Almighty. For He wounds, but He also bandages. He strikes, but His hands also heal. He will rescue you from six calamities. No harm will touch you in seven. In famine, he will redeem you from death and in battle from the power of the sword. You will be safe from slander and not fear destruction when it comes. You will laugh at destruction and hunger and not fear the land's wild creatures. For you will have a covenant with the stones of the field and the wild animals will be at peace with you. You will know that your tent is secure and nothing will be missing when you inspect your home. You will also know that your offspring will be many and your descendants like the grass of the earth. You will approach the grave in full vigor as a stack of sheaves is gathered in its season. We have investigated this, and it is true. Hear it and understand it for yourself. Isaiah chapter 26 On that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation is established as walls and ramparts. Open the gates so a righteous nation can come in, one that remains faithful. You will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace, for it is trusting in you. Trust in the Lord forever, because in the Lord, the Lord himself is an everlasting rock. For he has humbled those who live in lofty places, an inaccessible city. He brings it down. He brings it down to the ground. He throws it to the dust. Feet trample it. The feet of the humble. The steps of the poor. The path of the righteous is level. You clear a straight path for the righteous. Yes, Lord. We wait for you in the path of your judgments. Our desire is for your name and renown. I long for you in the night. Yes, my spirit within me diligently seeks you. For when your judgments are in the land, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. But if the wicked man is shown favor, he does not learn righteousness. In a righteous land, he acts unjustly and does not see the majesty of the Lord. Lord, your hand is lifted up to take action, but they do not see it. Let them see your zeal for your people and be put to shame. Let fire consume your adversaries. Lord, you will establish peace for us, for you have also done all our work for us. Lord our God, lords other than you have owned us, but we remember your name alone. The dead do not live. Departed spirits do not rise up. Indeed, you have punished and destroyed them. You have wiped out all memory of them. You have added to the nation, Lord. You have added to the nation. You are honored. You have expanded all the borders of the land. Lord, they went to you in their distress. They poured out whispered prayers because your discipline fell on them. As a pregnant woman about to give birth writhes and cries out in her pains, so we were before you, Lord. We became pregnant, we writhed in pain. We gave birth to wind. We have won no victories on earth, and the earth's inhabitants have not fallen. Your dead will live. Their bodies will rise. Awake and sing, you who dwell in the dust. For you will be covered with the morning dew, and the earth will bring out the departed spirits. Go, my people, into your rooms and close your doors behind you. Hide for a little while until the wrath has passed. For look, the Lord is coming from his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will reveal the blood shed on it and will no longer conceal her slain. The goal of Commuter Bible is to make the entirety of the Bible more accessible to people on the go. We need the entirety of God's Word to shape our worldview so that we might more readily discern the difference between truth and falsehood. One of the ways you can help us to spread the word is to mention Commuter Bible on Instagram or Facebook, or to write reviews, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or on Facebook. If you're benefiting from this podcast, maybe there are friends of yours who would benefit too. Let's get more scripture and more places for more people to get more of God's word. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates on it day and night.